Okay, that one works. Hello. You there? Yep. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. I figured there were two possible names. And uh, this one or the one you had last time was definitely one of them. So, <laughs> welcome everybody to the B Team podcast. Uh, we are on what is likely one of an impromptu review. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I am joined by Mr. Brendan the Rock Krause. Hello. And uh, I, I just got out of this movie. Uh, what, probably about a couple uh, weeks ago? Two, three weeks ago about. Okay. And I believe this is your favorite movie of the year? So far, yes. But Grant, okay. I'm only at about 15 movies for the year, so, you know. All right. Only April still, so... We'll see. Well, what do you think I thought of it? Say that again, Josh. You cut out there. I, I said, what do you think I thought of it? I suspect we have very different opinions on this movie. Uh, if we do, it's only for two possible reasons. Number one, how familiar are you with the Star Trek The Next Generation episode parallels? Uh, I... I mean, Star Trek, I don't know any episodes like by name. I, if you described it, I, I it's probably... It's literally I've seen this movie. Uh, I, I don't remember if I have seen it. I've seen most okay, of Okay, it. so it's it's a definitely much more streamlined version of this movie, but Worf is coming back from winning a tournament, and uh, in our universe, he won like third place, and he's making a video log bitching about it. <clears throat> and then he keeps slipping into different multiversal versions of Worf. And every universe, he did better in the tournament, but the Enterprise gets more and more fucked up. And he basically has to use knowledge of the other universes to stop them all from imploding and then unite uh, on themselves. Uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, Googled this episode. Yes, I, I have seen this one. Okay. Um, so yeah, my I mean, first take was, oh, similar. it's that episode of Star Trek. I mean, my second take was I was really enjoying it, but it got way too fucking Scott Pilgrim for me. And if you remember, I do not like me some Scott fucking Pilgrim. <laughs> Interesting. I don't like Scott Pilgrim either, but uh, the movie, not the comics. I've never I think I paged through like one of them. And I was like, ah, it's fine. It's I've only but seen the movie. movie. Just annoyed the shit out of me. Um so yeah, no, this movie, I enjoyed it for a large aspect of it. I liked where they were going with uh, Multiversal Joy, and then the execution did not land after the first introductory scene, and that's where I just felt it was like all Scott Pilgrim, and then the bagel, I was just like, okay, we're done here. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, walk us through the plot. Uh, so it follows Michelle Yeoh, who is playing... Her character's name is Evelyn. She's Evelyn Kwan. Evelyn Wang. Well, well, Evelyn Kwan uh, yes. was her maiden name as an actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she runs a laundromat with her family. Uh, and, you know, the movie kind of portrays this like not a terrible life, but not exactly a great one either. Uh, her daughter is gay. She won't tell her dad about it. Her and her husband are leaning towards divorce, and they're having a lot of trouble with the IRS. Mainly, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's their, like, agent. 
Yeah. Um, so you have Lopan and you have Jamie Lee Curtis. And, I mean, that dude has looked the same for 40 years. Yeah, he has aged quite well. Um, and, yeah, they go to the IRS building to settle it. Uh, try to settle their matters with the IRS. And from there, uh, well... I mean, all hell breaks loose. It just—it's a multiverse movie that takes basically entirely, for the most part, in an IRS building. <laughs> Large portion of it, yeah. Yeah. And by and, the way, like Evelyn was committing some major, major tax fraud. Oh, oh yeah, like <laughs> massive. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but uh, in general. I, you know, science fiction, you know, aside from comic books and pretty much every medium is my favorite genre. And I love this. Um, I don't, I've never seen anything quite like this in a movie in terms of like multiverse, using a multiverse as part of your story. Um, Even just from the way it's shot, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. Um, which is part of the reason why I really liked it. And I like the, uh, just the message of it all. Today, so many science fiction movies are very serious in their tones, which I'm not against, per se. But I like how this movie, you know, so many movies that deal with nihilism today like to be all depressive and sad. And this one basically takes the position that, like, yes, there are infinite multiverses, but who cares? Um life is still worth living you should live your life which i quite love this movie is just a joy that, that's why i liked it a movie that's yeah, no, very it, happy it was, and fun i was with it except once the bagel was introduced and then i was just like all right that's the mm-hmm. bridge too far fair i uh this movie homages a lot of other movies i really like those scenes yeah um, my favorite one by far was they mostly do this with the parallel world where Evelyn's the actor um, the Daniels are cl- clearly uh, homaging In the Mood for Love which is I think probably the best movie made this century and that I just loved all those scenes uh, there's like 2001 uh, Matrix uh, lots of things oh, there, there was a I mean, Chinatown, Chinatown Tiger. yeah uh, there was like a, a brief flash of like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love the innovativeness of this movie. Um, you know, so many movies today, especially, you know, a certain superhero franchise, I, I feel like they rely too much on VFX, special effects to tell their stories. Yeah. And I like how this one doesn't. Like, a, one thing that a, a friend pointed out to me, which I loved. Uh, you know, whenever they want to tell you that it's another version of uh, Evelyn or her husband, like you know, taking over, all they literally all they do is just have them tilt their head and they tilt the camera. Yeah, and, and then there's like, like the, the all, little all ripple effect, know. and that's it. Yeah, and it's like you know, anything else they would have done some crazy like you know, CGI, you know, portal opening up or something like that. And I like how the you know the special effects here it's like it's not the foundation but rather it builds on the foundation of actual like filmmaking techniques to tell the story which i thought was pretty amazing uh, i thought the action was pretty great uh 
you know, growing up, the two movies I watched, the first foreign films I ever watched were Godzilla films and just random kung fu films. Mm-hmm. I've always thought, you know, people who say like, you know, uh, Linda Hamilton or Sigourney Weaver are like the greatest action heroine. Like, I think they're insane. They both have like one or two good movies. Michelle Yeoh has like one of the most impressive action resumes ever. I think she's easily the best uh, female action heroine we've ever had, and I thought she's she's so good in this. Well, I've, I've never heard anyone make the argument for Linda Hamilton or Sigourney Weaver as being the best action heroine just the best characters and i mean i'll definitely give them that but Char- characters i would definitely yeah go linda hamilton and i mean yeah obviously you know none of michelle yo's movies are as good as like you know terminator or aliens but but like in terms of like being an action star i think she's easily easily like the police story three is like one of the best action movies ever made and she has the craziest stunts i've ever seen in an action movie and she like does all of her stunts in that way. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but I have not. No, but I mean, like in America, we don't really have female action heroes, heroines. We we had Cynthia Rothrock, and you know, outside yeah. of the '90s B movie Ninja Circuit, nobody knows who the hell she is, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but a uh, quick side on police story. Even uh, Quentin Tarantino, who I know you and I both like his film taste generally, he yep. has said. Police Story 3 has the best stunts he's ever seen in a movie, so you should definitely watch that one sometime. All right, I will. That's um, high praise. I will have to check that one out. Um, as far as multiverse movies, there's a schlocky sci-fi one from 2015, 2016 called Kill Switch that I love. Oh, yeah. I saw um, that. And then if you haven't seen it, you need to check out Coherence immediately. Coherence. Coherence. Uh, the only person that I remember is in it is fucking Xander from Buffy, but it is like a uh, primer level, like realism, but multiverse. Interesting. Uh, and then there was a recent one that they tried to skew horror, but it's definitely sci-fi from like a year or two ago. It's called Triangle. I would I would recommend all three of those. I saw Kill Switch. Um... I enjoyed that one. I have not seen the other two. The Kill Switch, obviously, nothing like this. It's just literally another universe, and it's all, like, first-person, almost video game point of view, Uh, like something like Hardcore Henry, but I enjoyed it, and it was schlocky as hell, and it's literally about a sky beam. Um, Coherence is, again, it's, like, on level primer in terms of, you know, a slow, slow build and just over-the-top realism. Uh, but delivering this, you know, intense sci-fi story, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole thing takes place on, on one, like, um, the hell are they call cul-de-sac in, like, a suburban development at night. So, I mean, they're they're not going for, uh, you know, world-ending stakes here, but they still bring right. it home. Uh, Triangle takes place on a cruise ship, and it's, uh, it's like a whodunit multiverse... Uh, trying to be horror thing. Yeah, I'm looking at a Wikipedia page. I'm definitely going to check this one out. Um, but yeah, as for this movie, like, so my main question is, did any of this actually happen? Uh, based on what we, we saw, I would definitely say yes. So I would agree with that. And I kept looking for them, for them to like, you know, basically be like, the movie was the friends we made along the way. Uh, there is a path where everything could just be the second Evelyn 
And then the second Evelyn is also just the first Evelyn and nothing happened at the IRS after they left. And, you know, she's basically just imagining if life was more exciting and learning to accept her daughter and her family and her husband and everything. Um, And then everything just ends in the universe where they had the party. But Mm -hmm. because that's basically the universe that she stays in and not the original one, which she did come back to life in. So the other possibilities, everything happened, but now she has these powers. And, you know, in terms of ability, I mean, both her and uh, Joy, Joy. Boki have uh, basically Gwenpool powers. Essentially, essentially do tribunal specter powers. Yeah, I mean, I I viewed it as like, like yeah, they definitely have you know the Gwenpool powers essentially at the end, and uh, but you know, Evelyn has convinced Joy that hey, you know, you don't have to be this like depressed, uh, sad person anymore, you know, which uh, I I feel like that. That's probably why I would put this over lots of recent sci-fi movies I've seen. Like, it has a uh, strong emotional core to it. Like, the scene where they're in the uh, the uh, universe where they're just rocks. Oh, I love um, that, yeah. Like, I, I, I actually saw this in a full theater, you know, L.A. People actually will see movies here sometimes. And, like, it was crazy. The theater was, like, dead silent for that scene because everyone was, like, so locked into it. And like, yeah, where they're talking about how like, oh, you know, Joy, I'm not going to leave you, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that was so good. The uh, the Daniels, I actually, I've seen their one other movie they've made, The Swiss Army Man. I actually didn't really like that movie. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was them. Yeah, I hated that movie. Yeah, I, I didn't really like that one, but I thought their writing for this one was pretty on the money. Some of the comedy didn't work for me, but overall, big fan of what they were doing. Like, But then again, comedy's the by far the hardest thing to impress me in. Oh, I would say um, most of the comedy worked for me. The only thing that was losing me was when she's like on the stairs at the end, you know, giving everybody their greatest desire. And um, I mean, it was just so over the top schmaltzy and, you know, a lot of it was like just really forced. Um, but I mean, even even the hot dog lesbians was funny as hell. Yeah. The uh the butt plug part I did find funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. The, when they're uh, trying to the payoff for the uh, Rakakui. I mean, the, my theater full of like eight people. They they were old people. They were laughing their asses off. Yeah, I I, li- I liked what we saw of that movie more than the actual Ratatouille movie. <laughs> I um, I just love that you know she of course misheard the title and you know thought it was a raccoon, and then that actually happens in the universe, and then. Instead of just doing like a joke, they turned it into an actual plot point. Yeah, I uh, oh, I loved uh, James Hong as her dad. Um, oh, he's he's great and everything. He's, I mean, he's yeah, he's a legend. Um, I love when his what's the uh, other main universe called? Um, the Alphaverse. The Alphaverse. I liked uh, how his Alphaverse counterpart isn't a bad guy per se, but he's like. He's like a we have to destroy, you know, this evil. That that's like his position essentially. Yeah. And you know, he's willing to do anything to do it. Um 
So that was one plot point that fell flat for me because he even says, he's like, you know, if you kill the joy in this universe, um, for anybody listening, joy, but obviously it's a yeah. metaphor, um, you know, that'll prevent the Alphaverse Joy, who is our multiversal villain, Jojo Tsubuki, from being able to get in. And you would think like he would be deploying these teams throughout like all these other universes have her killed. Um, cause there was definitely like element of Terminator. Like when, when alpha Wayman comes in and just starts like rattling everything off, like Kyle Reese. Mm. Doesn't he say though, that everyone else was t- taken out. Isn't that said at some point in the movie? Uh, I well, I mean, everybody like in the alpha verse is taken out in the van. And that was the part where I was like, okay, now we're into like ready player one. Like this movie was a mashup of a lot of very known properties. So I wouldn't lend it the credence of, oh, this was so original, we don't get original movies anymore. But you could still rip things off and do it well, which for the most part this did. Um, you know, the the bagel thing was just, and the fact that, like, she made a bagel cult and then, like, you know, they're all afraid of it. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Yeah, that, that was the stuff I liked. I mean, yeah. No, I, I think definitely... that there was no consequence of jojo jumping into our universe's joy it's definitely a misstep because you know then it comes back to is this just all real and it's just regular joy dealing with her like issues or is there this like infinite sadness in the multiverse that is infecting every possible version of this daughter and you know what would happen if she was brought to terms with that the other thing that lost me was when they bring the Evelyn in the IRS building back to life, she like her Wayman and he gets like the ripple and like starts seeing like every possible reality. And I was like, Oh, did she just like give him the power? And now he's like in on it. But then immediately after that, like it was never referenced again. I don't, I'd have to rewatch to see what he does um but yeah i mean no i agree like the movie's definitely like taking its cues from obviously things that have come for but man i would say on the whole like i don't know how you can say this isn't like an original like story really with what's as a whole like especially with like the i've never seen a multiverse film that one really tells a story quite in this way and two is like going for the themes of what this is going for in the end i mean i would say watch that star trek again like and especially knowing that it's a24 and now knowing that it's the swiss army people i'm like yeah these are trekkies and uh they, they were like enough time has passed nobody will realize what we're doing i'll have to rewatch but i mean is that trek episode is the message like Worf realizing oh nihilism bad Basically, yeah, like Worf is pissed off because he didn't win first place. And he's like, you know, I'm a failure because I'm not the best. And then every time he meets a better version of him, it's worse. And he basically realizes like, you know, things that it's the grass is always greener, basically. And then there's, you know, of course, there's like in the worst possible universe, like there's an enterprise that's trying to kill everybody and they like blow themselves up. And Worf basically just comes away with it, realizing, you know. Life is good. I won third place. <laughs> Fair enough. But um yeah, I guess I guess I would just I would say that like 
yeah, no, that probably, you know, similar themes, but like, man, the actual like plot of them, you know, Evelyn, her situation, all that would be different. But, um, oh, no, I agree. I mean, look, you know, my favorite horror movie of all time is Nightmare on Elm Street. It's blatantly ripped off from a episode of The Twilight Zone that's about a woman. And I mean, I still love the movie, you know, mm-hmm. it's like what they do in their own movie, even if it's not an original jumping on point. You know, they still have it in them to sink or swim. And I mean, this one definitely swims. Um, You know, I think across the board, people who would embrace sci-fi would like this. I mean, I'm I'm watching it. My barometer for things is, you know, would Sarah like this? And then my new barometer for things is would Justin like this? (laughs) Because the Star Trek connection, I think Justin would like it, maybe. But otherwise, I think he would hate it. And whereas in the beginning, I thought like Sarah would not be on board with this uh, pretty much through the elevator scene. And like, you know, when she's first learning to jump, uh, but then everything they did after I was like, oh, no, I think she actually would like this. And she would you know, find it sweet. And she's like, you know, a big old sap. She she like cries at movies and commercials and shit. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally show her this when it's like. Yeah, I think this is one where if you could get a regular joe off the street actually into the theater they would i don't think they would love it but i do think they would be entertained for the most part uh it's pretty long i think you would need someone who's okay with sci-fi because like we said the mcu has no idea what the fuck a multiverse is or how to do it uh you know even just going back to dr strange just going off the trailer but having you know read some of the quote-unquote leaks that we know are true there are people in that trailer who are not from our universe and they're indistinguishable. And I'm sure in the movie, they're just going to be like, I'm a variant because that's what the MCU thinks the multiverse is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking up the film, you know, $25 million budget, which well used would have guessed more um, box office, 29 million, which honestly, I'm surprised it's that high. I was very Um, surprised it was that high. I mean, especially you were telling me the other day, you're like, I don't think it made any money. I'm thinking it made like five million. No, it it did pretty damn well uh, for itself. uh, Yeah, but I also think it's like uh, good for it for doing that well, but also like, man, this movie had probably one of the biggest hype trains I've seen for a movie in a long, long time. And even then, like still only 20, like even um, obviously this isn't, like uh, I saw on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got ninety something audience, ninety something. Uh, the site we both use, Letterbox, it's literally the second highest rated movie ever there currently. Jesus. Uh, like yeah, it had like I feel like you couldn't have gotten more, much more praise for it, but I'd be curious to see like how it does in the end because you know definitely uh, you do not get movies like this made that much anymore. It's like mid mid budget sci-fi has been so dead these last few years. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I thank you for the recommendation. And uh I think John wanted to I don't know if he saw it yet, but he said he wanted to do one with you. Um so we're gonna end this one here. We won't publish it and then you can just uh Jump into the next multiverse and do a part two with John. He tells you the multiverse. I'll just do you know the multiverse where I didn't like it and review it like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, good movie. If anyone wants a a similar story that deals with nihilism and sci-fi, 
I would highly recommend this science fiction story by Ted Chang, one of the best to ever do it, called Exhalation. Deals with a very similar theme of like a character realizing, you know, oh, like nothing matters essentially. But then there is a more, I'll say, lighter ending and take on the whole situation. Sorry, I got like a tractor going by behind me. Oh, no worries. And we live like basically in the city, so I don't know what the fuck it's doing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, and I would again say anybody who does like sci fi, um, Coherence, which I believe was from like 2010, 2011. Uh, again, the only person I remember who was in it is Nick Sander from Buffy. Uh, from 2018, 2019 was Triangle, and I don't know anyone who's in that one. And um, you know, not really in line with this movie, but again, Kill Switch. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, obviously, you know, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the biggest recommendation. You know, <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, w- watch uh, watch Loki, or better yet, listen to our review of it. I still haven't seen that one, but it's not not worth checking out. <laughs> well, I mean, last thing I saw, I think, was Endgame, or no, not even Infinity War. So maybe one day. <laughs> you mean you didn't see the Eternals? I did not. I didn't even see Endgame. Still haven't seen that one. No, I I didn't see that one either. Um, I don't know anyone who actually liked that one. I mean, I know like when the guy they basically put up a review like, yeah, it was okay. Um, and then even people online, you know, like must consume product, get hyped for next product. Yeah. Basically everyone I know was said it was mid, except for one person I know who typically does not like the films thought this was one of the better ones, which did, I did find interesting, but I mean, Eternals never done much for me, even in the comics. So I don't know, no interest really. Uh, Yeah. No, I'm the same one about the characters. I, I mean, yeah, the biggest interest I, I, I had in that movie was... Wanda, though, so I will definitely be seeing uh, Stray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, man. Well, I'll I thank you for joining me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said, I will I will get in touch with John. For sure. See you.